0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome tonight. Uh, What date is it? July the 5th, 2021. For another broadcast of Your Questions, God's Questions, um, I would invite you to use the comment section on Facebook or YouTube to participate tonight. Let us know who you are, where you're from, what your question is, what your prayer request is maybe. And hi, Jilda and Elisha. God bless you, and thank you for joining in tonight. And I'd invite you to share this broadcast. Um, we try to do this in a way that it would be interesting, even for people who are not, uh, wouldn't identify as Christian per se. Uh, but we teach the Bible on this broadcast. We teach people to understand the Bible for themselves, to read it, to interpret it. We try and answer some of the more difficult questions that people have, or sometimes just anything. Um, And I've discovered over the years that people in general have the same kinds of questions about the Bible. Uh, They just come in a little bit different wrapping paper, but in general the questions are the same and that's because the Bible hasn't changed. And uh, people have been reading it, uh, well, I mean, the the whole thing for two thousand years and if you just go by the the so-called Old Testament, I mean, uh, you're talking about uh, a few millennia that people have been reading. So, uh, you know, people ask the same kinds of questions because the text hasn't changed. So, if you've got a Bible question that doesn't even relate to tonight, I would invite you to use the comment section to ask it. Sometimes I can answer it on the fly. Sometimes I need to do a little bit of work myself and uh, try and come up with the best answer to your question. But, um it's always fun to do this and we're going to keep this going on monday nights really easy to do um, even though we are now green in the province of quebec which gives us more flexibility of course to meet in homes and restaurants and these kinds of things but the online uh... still has its uh... has its purpose and its uh... its usage so uh... let me give you a couple of announcements before we get into the question tonight uh, this coming Wednesday night, so two days from today, we will uh, do a video Bible study using a Zoom platform called uh, That the World May Know. And we're going to be looking at the theme of, of uh, living in the desert. And um, uh, these videos go on site in uh, the Middle East, in the Holy Land, and um, the teacher will do some work... Um, looking at various deserts that are mentioned in the Bible and the experiences that people had in them. And there's a lot to be learned about how to live through a desert experience in your life. And uh, trust me, these videos are really engaging and kind of make the Bible come alive. You know, it's it's not black and white anymore and your interpretation might be different after you um, uh, you look at it in this particular way, okay? And then on Sunday morning, we'll be back at Cineplex Distrante in Brossard. We have a special guest with us, Don and Marie José Man, our global workers or one of our uh, global worker families. And, um, They are uh, preparing to do uh, leadership training in many countries around the world and working on content and setting up conferences and hybrid models and so on and so on. And uh, Pastor Don will be in uh, sharing the word again on Sunday. And we will have, for the first time in a year and a half about, we will have kids ministry uh... back at uh... at our church and we're gonna you know slowly get into a consistent rhythm there but we will be having it and we will also be introducing our new staff member uh... who is going to be our uh... children's ministry team leader and she will be with us it'll be her first sunday uh... this sunday so you'll want to come out and meet her as well bring your kids and we've got a we're gonna have a little kids program for them uh, as well. Okay, so that's um, a couple of things. And also, uh, if you if you check out our um, our website, you will see the live link there. We've got an ad floating around on Facebook as well for our back to school bash. We are doing it this year in 2021. We could not last year because of COVID. But we are this year in 2021, thank God, in the month of August. It'll be the 14th. It's a Saturday morning. And we will um, have less of of an attendance than we have in the past due to the limitation that they place on the seats at the movie theater. But we will be running it and look forward to handing out 100 backpacks to 100 children with school supplies. And we'll bring in our our guest uh, magician who will do a little uh, program for us and it'd be a great time uh, where we show some kindness and some grace to our community and um, tell them we are here and that we exist and so that's going to be the 14th of august you'll want to use that link on our website citypointchurch.ca to register for that event if you have kids grandkids friends with kids grandkids in school elementary school and they uh, it's better for elementary school students, really. We we don't have the stock for sort of high school CJP University, um, but if you if you know people who uh, want to come to that, and I mean they're going to save, oh my goodness! What we're giving out is probably worth forty fifty dollars Canadian easy, uh, and we're giving it all away. So uh, it'll be August the fourteenth at Cineplex distant in Brassard. Again, uh, click the link on our website to register. And uh, we will give out more information in the weeks ahead in our church, okay? So tonight, uh, we are going to deal with this question. Uh, I'll make it bigger here. Can a person be baptized twice? Can a person be baptized twice? This is an interesting question, and this came to me, oh, I don't know, three weeks ago or so. I was uh, messaging someone in our church back and forth, and... Um, She came across a passage of Scripture and um, uh, rightly asks this question. And it's an excellent question uh, because the answer is kind of startling. And There's so much in this text that we're going to look at tonight. Uh, And I would remind you also, um, we are on audio platforms as well. So we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify, and we are on Podbean. So if you like just the audio, we put everything, uh, I mean everything that we do is uh, Facebook, YouTube, our website even. We have a widget that just links to our Facebook page if you're more comfortable just looking through a website. We have it on our website. Uh, And we have the audio recorded and posted for everything we do. So you can do that as well uh, at your convenience. All right. So we're in Acts chapter 19 here. And this is where the question is answered. Watch closely. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 in the Bible's New Testament. The question, can a person be baptized twice? While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. That's the same Ephesus that Paul wrote a letter to. There, at Ephesus, he found some disciples. Now, we know quite a bit about Ephesus if we read this chapter, and then we learn more about it through Paul's letter to the church that he essentially planted here uh, in Ephesus, and we learn even more from Jesus' words to the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. So there's a lot of content about Ephesus. We know a lot about Ephesus from archaeology and history as well. Um, so Paul arrives there, presumably for the first time, and he said the text says he found some disciples. Typically, this is a word for a follower of Jesus. And I see that we have got Joelle on the call. God bless you, Joelle, and thank you for coming in uh, tonight and uh, on, into the broadcast. I should say, I always say call. I mean broadcast. Um, and so Paul asks these people a question. That's curious, because Luke, who's writing this, calls these folks disciples, and and Paul asks a question to them that we don't see asked anywhere else in the New Testament, Um, nothing exactly like it, and this is what he says. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So Paul is under the assumption that these people are believers. One would think he had a good enough reason for that assumption. The, 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 the inspired writer here is Dr. Luke. He calls them disciples. So we don't really have a reason to say that these people weren't Christians or something. I mean, Paul seems to think so. Luke seems to think so. But he asks a question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So there seems to be in Paul's mind a definite time when these people would have come to faith. So um, it can be, uh, in his mind here, um, measured, like a person can know when they start believing. So when you believed... When you came to faith, did you receive the Holy Spirit? It is a very odd question because it implies that a person may not receive the Holy Spirit when they believe. What does that mean, right? And so what you have to do to figure that out is you've got to look at this phrase, receive the Holy Spirit, and try and figure out what that means And the way you do that is by reading the rest of the book of Acts. And when we do that, uh, we're not going to do that tonight, but when we do that and look at this phrase, receiving the Holy Spirit, um, there's a bit of debate on this. Uh, uh, From a Pentecostal perspective, which is a perspective that I hold to and that uh, I teach in my church, um, the receiving of the Holy Spirit as it's used in this context, would be a separate uh, experience from being born again and being uh, saved, if I can use some, you know, more religious language here. So um, Pentecostals typically say there is a distinct and separate experience, from being born again by the Holy Spirit. There's a separate experience from that called a few things in the book of Acts, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit. The term receiving the Holy Spirit is a little confusing because um, even Pentecostals believe that when a person is born again, they receive the Holy Spirit but the way that it's used here in this text and the way that it's used throughout the book of acts is a little different all these terms uh, even gift of the holy spirit baptized in the holy spirit receive the holy spirit being filled with the holy spirit these are separate from the experience of being born again by the holy spirit now whether a person's pentecostal or a person's baptist or whatever their flavor Um, We all agree that when a person is saved, born again, comes to faith, they receive the Holy Spirit in the sense that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within that person. Um, Not in a physical sense per se, but in terms of the transformation uh, by the Holy Spirit in the soul of the person it is a spiritual thing we're talking about. Jesus said you must be born of the Spirit. So this is not something that can be measured, quantified in a test tube, uh, weighed on a scale. Uh, but it's clear, no matter what, um, again, denomination, uh, flavor of your church, um, we all agree that when a person is born again, they have the Holy Spirit within. Now, Pentecostals, would would go further and say, ah, but the power of the Spirit, receiving the Spirit, the gift of the the Spirit, the baptism in the Spirit, this is something separate from that. It can happen the moment a person does come to faith, it can happen after, it can happen when a person is baptized in water, Uh, but it is not necessarily something that... um, it happens when a person is born again, and this is a separate experience where a person receives the power of the Holy Spirit to be a more effective witness and a more uh, uh, a more effective um, uh, witness. The word for witness is um, it's a word that meant you 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 could do what you need to do uh, for the Lord when you need to do it. Uh, we get the word martyr actually from the Greek. Greek word for witness. It also had a significance of being in a courtroom. You were a witness. It had a significance of being at an event. You witnessed the event. Um, So Pentecostals believe that there is a subsequent experience distinct from salvation where the Holy Spirit who lives within the believer fills the believer with power to be a more effective witness okay but whether you're baptist pentecostal or somewhere in between we all agree that a person has the holy spirit when they believe now paul asks this question did you receive the holy spirit when you believed if you use book of acts language he could have said, "Did you were you baptized in the Holy Spirit when you be- believed? Did you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when you believed?" Because all these terms are used synonymously in this book of Acts. Okay, so the response is even more confusing, more curious, and they answer, "No, we have not ever. Uh, we have not even heard <laughs> that there is a Holy Spirit." Hmm. So these people are disciples. Paul thinks that they're believers but they haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit who's that what's that they don't even they're 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 ignorant they do not have knowledge about the Holy Spirit so Paul asks them another question and he says well what baptism did you receive now remember the question can a person be baptized twice what baptism did you receive? Implication. Uh, is there more than one? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, the way Paul's asking the question, it seems to imply that. And so they answer, John's baptism. Hmm. And then Paul continues. Oh, he says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. The word baptism means to dip. It means um uh, the, the language in the New Testament it's um picture uh, a cloth, and you take that cloth and you want to dye it. You want to change its color. You take that cloth and you would baptize it in the dye, and it would assume the color of the dye. Um, that's baptism, to dip. So which dip did you receive? <laughs> well, John's. And P- Paul says, well, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is, in Jesus. And we read this in the Gospels, right? John the Baptist comes on the scene and he's baptizing people, calling them to repentance. Notice, he is not calling them to identification in Jesus. He's calling them purely to repentance. And that's different. Because when we baptize today and when we look at the doctrine of baptism in Paul's writings uh, in particular we see that it's a baptism to identify with Christ we where we die with him we're buried with him we're made alive in him illustrated by baptism you see and so uh, it's a it's an identification with Jesus when we are baptized but these people are received merely John's baptism, which is an incomplete baptism. It's a baptism of repentance. Get ready. Messiah is coming. Repent. And so they are baptized in water uh, as an indication of that. And Paul continues, he told the people to believe in the one coming after, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Or in some translations, baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, okay, uh, so they got baptized by John. Now they are baptized again in the in the name of the Lord Jesus or into the name of the Lord Jesus which is a bit confusing for us I'll try and break it down in a minute and then verse 6 when Paul placed his hands on them presumably to baptize them we assume in water although there's no water mentioned here the Holy Spirit came on them that's that book of Acts language right Baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Uh, They received the Holy Spirit. They received the gifts of the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's all synonymous language in the Book of Acts for this experience that we see in Acts chapter two. We see it in Acts chapter ten, Acts chapter eleven, Acts chapter nineteen. The Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about twelve men in all oh boy like there's so much going on here but regardless of whether what side of the of the line you're on with your definition of the baptism in the holy spirit it's clear that these people were baptized twice i think it's safe to assume that they were baptized twice in water So, John's baptism, a baptism of repentance, and then again, this baptism looks like it's a baptism into the name of Jesus. In other words, they're identifying now with Christ as their God, as their Savior, as their Lord, and they they understand that that baptism is an identification with Jesus, not only something uh, about repentance, now, some would say, well, this, this bapti- baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus or into, maybe it means they got saved. Maybe that's fancy language for, well, he prayed some type of prayer with them for them to understand more deeply who Jesus was. Mm, perhaps, but I think that's pushing it a little because we've got to go by the way this term is used in the rest of the book of Acts. And the way that it's used seems to be in water. So it looks like these people were baptized twice because their baptism initially, uh, John's, was incomplete. It, it did not include the idea of identifying with Jesus. And so when Paul baptizes them, again presumably he puts his hands on them to baptize them, an odd thing happens. It's a thing we've seen in Acts chapter 2. It's a thing we've seen in Acts chapter 10 and 11. It's a thing we're now seeing. We may be seeing this in Acts chapter 8 as well with um, uh, the story of Simon the sorcerer and um, um, the people in Samaria, and Peter and John go over there to Samaria. You've got people who've come to faith there, and uh, they come over there so that they may receive the Holy Spirit, the text says. And Simon the sorcerer wants to buy what he sees. What did he see? We don't know. Did they speak in tongues or something? We don't know. But presumably he saw something that he deemed supernatural, coming from a, a, an occultic background. In any case, we see this thing repeated several times, and we see that these people had the same experience. They spoke in other languages and prophesied something supernatural going on there for sure. But the point is, as far as our question is concerned, yes, a person definitely can be baptized twice. Uh, We have to try and figure out, (laughs) you know, which baptism are we talking about here? And are we coming at this from a Pentecostal perspective? Are we coming at this from a Baptist perspective? Are we coming at this from somewhere in between? But regardless of what angle we're coming at this text from, it's clear that baptism is used twice for two distinct things. Depending on what side of the fence you're on, you may define these things differently. But it is clear that uh, the experience of baptism, whether it's uh, uh, a baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, these things, this can happen twice. Uh, you have to be able to define which term you're talking about and, you know, build on your own theological convictions there. But I think the answer is yes, uh, and I will make it a little simpler for you because this is a bit complex. I have met people who have who have been baptized twice. In fact, I've baptized people uh, who have already been baptized. In water, I'm talking. Forget about, uh, you know, whether or not you want to... Uh, uh, uh into discussions about the baptism in the holy spirit i've baptized people in water uh twice maybe a person was baptized and they didn't really have an understanding as to what they were doing they didn't understand the, what it meant And uh, then they get a much uh, deeper understanding and say, oh, when I got baptized, I really didn't know what I was doing. I'd like to get baptized again, understanding what it really means now. And I have done that. I have baptized people who may have been baptized in a different religion, uh, a different uh, uh, cult. Uh, One or two times I've done that, I think, in my ministry. I have um, baptized people who were baptized as infants, and they had no cognizance as to what it meant at all. So even in water there are cases where a person may be baptized twice. I don't see anything in the scripture that expressly forbids this. Um, But I do think here in this text there's so much going on. We have the, I think, the baptism in the Holy Spirit which we have to uh, look at here. We have uh, the question of did these people have a deep enough knowledge about Jesus and so on and so on. It's so loaded with information. Um, But all this to say, (laughs) when you read the Scripture, and a couple of weeks ago we did one or two questions on that, you've got to uh, read it in and respect the way that the terms are used. So I don't jump to all the other books of the Bible to try and grapple with, okay, Paul is saying something here. What I do is I say, where else in the same book is Paul saying this, or is someone saying this? Before I start jumping outside of the book of Acts, I want to say, okay, I've got this term here, baptism, um, receiving the Holy Spirit, and I look at these terms in the same book that I'm looking at. Say, how is it used in the rest of the book by the same writer? And that will help me to interpret it correctly, or more correctly, I think, uh, Than jumping all over the place. I don't go to Genesis to try and define what Paul is is saying in Acts chapter nineteen. I stay in the book of Acts and try and figure my way out. Uh, uh, uh figure out my answer to the question from there. Um. So uh, let me put a challenge out to you. Um, have you received the Holy Spirit? And I come at this from a Pentecostal angle. Uh. Uh, you're a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus, you're a disciple, you have the presence of the Holy Spirit. My question to you, though, is do you have his power? And I would put that out to you and say uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is an experience that you should seek, uh, that you would have the power of God to be a more effective witness. Uh, Jilda has a comment here. When we were in Israel, there were many people wanting to get baptized in the Jordan River. They were all baptized already, (laughs) but wanted a baptism where Jesus was baptized. Quite exciting time, yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't see anything that forbids that uh, in the scripture. Um, You know, I don't think, though, it's going to do anything uh, sort of magical for those folks. They may think, oh yeah, now I've got got it from the Jordan River or whatever. Well, you know, I always tell people at the end of the day, it's it, baptism makes you wet, right? Uh, that's what it does for you physically. But the the symbol of water baptism, you're dipped in the water, you come out of the water, and what's happening there is you are declaring in a public sense, I am a follower of Jesus who died, who rose again and my life has been changed, the old me has died, and the new me has come. And this is the New Testament picture of what water baptism is. Again, it's a dipping. Uh, From a Pentecostal perspective, when a person is baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, envelops that person's uh, in, in entire being. Uh, a lot of people describe the experience that way. Um, and it's this, uh, this release of the power of the Spirit who is already within the believer uh, in their life. And so I do challenge people to seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, because we need everything that we can get from God in order to be a more effective witness for Him. Okay, so I hope this answers the question. I know it's a little bit complex, a little bit deep, but, you know, in six verses in the book of Acts, there's an awful lot that's buried in there uh, for us to discover. So uh, I'm just going to finish up tonight and uh, close in prayer for you. There's a couple of people on tonight, but this broadcast is usually watched later and shared and so on. So, Lord, I pray for each person uh, who's watching, who's listening, who will do so. And um, ultimately, Lord, uh, we want more of, of you. We want everything that, uh, uh, everything that you will give to us, Lord. We want to be those who, who follow you, who seek you with all of our hearts, that you would have all of our lives, and that we would live lives that are pleasing to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, and uh, I look forward to Wednesday night. I'll be back. We'll do a Zoom Bible study Sunday morning. We'll be back at Cineplex. Make sure if you're coming in person that you register for that. Look forward to being with you, and hopefully the game will go the way of the Canadians tonight, and we'll see what happens. All right, God bless you. Have a great night, everyone.